0: Well, hello there and welcome to the School of Sellers podcast. I am your host, Erin Waters, and today we are bringing you something a little different. As you know, if you are a member of School of Sellers, the Facebook community, we are in the middle of an amazing launch of our Finishing Framework course. And part of that course is learning all about the art of batching and repurposing and how to work smarter and not harder so that your TPT business finally feels organized, even if you've been doing this for like 10 years. So as a way to celebrate the launch of our course this week in the Facebook community, we have hosted the Batch Party, which is a two-part video series that covers not only the crash course in batching, but also an hour of live batching on Canva as I show you how I create social media images in a way that I can create up to two weeks of content in a half hour. So if you are interested in checking that out, I highly recommend it. You can head on over to Facebook, either in the School of Sellers Facebook group or on my Aaron M Waters Facebook page. However, we have a special treat for you today because we are actually going to be broadcasting part 1 of our batch party today as our podcast episode. So when you listen today, it might sound a little different. You'll hear me probably mentioning things about being live at the moment, but it really was such good content and ended up being so beneficial to so many sellers that I wanted to use it on the podcast this week to catch any of you who might not have seen it on Facebook. So if you are interested and you love this episode, then I highly recommend running over to Facebook immediately once you're done listening today to catch part two, because that is where the real action is happening. So Thank you for tuning in today. I'm really excited to share this with you. And if you are listening on the day that this airs or even the week that this airs on February 8th, anywhere from February 8th to February 12th, you still have time to sign up for the Finishing Framework. So if you want to check that out, you can go over to erinmwaters.com framework. Without further ado, though, here is Batch Party Part 1. Welcome. If you are watching, I am very excited to get this batch party started. So let me just get my screen all set up. Okay. I just wanted to point out that if you guys are in the finishing framework course already to make sure to check out the introduction post that Katie and Ashley have in the finishing framework group, because you get to learn all about them and they are a very important part of School of Sellers. So I'm not going to waste any more of your time. I know we're busy. It's right in the middle of a work week. And you are here to hear everything about batching. And I am here to tell you as much as I can in the short amount of time. If you are watching tonight, make sure that you come back tomorrow for part two because they both fit together really nicely. But tomorrow is where I'm going to get into my Canva account and kind of show you exactly behind the scenes what batching certain parts of your business can look like. So here's the overall gist for tonight and what to expect. This is very much a crash course in all things batching. So of course I can't cover everything there is to know about batching during this Facebook Live, but I'm going to try my hardest. So I have a ton of notes and things that I already prepared for you, but I'm also going to be checking in. Since I can't see the comments, Katie and Ashley are going to be sending me any questions that come up. And I also have a list of questions that have been asked in our School of Sellers Facebook group. So I will talk all things batching. Then we will do some Q&A. And at the end, if you... Are around, we are giving out a $50 Amazon gift card. So let's talk batching, shall we? The reason I think this is such a need in the teacher-seller community is because it's something we hear a lot about, right? Like batching is very much a buzzword all over the business community, right? Even beyond the teacher-seller world. And in a nutshell, when you batch things, you are taking similar tasks and doing them in the same sitting. So the idea is to get your brain to focus on one thing rather than bouncing around between 10 different things on your to-do list, which guilty, we all are guilty of doing that. So it's very much just streamlining similar tasks together. And that sounds very basic, but that's really what it is. So at the very base of batching, an example might be to, in the finishing framework, we create all of our blog posts in one batch. So the big difference here is not having those tasks on your to-do list day in and day out, but instead grouping them together and getting them done in a chunk of time so that you don't have to think about them for weeks or maybe even months on end. So in a nutshell, that's what the art of batching is, but you'll learn tonight that there are several different ways batching can look. And there are so many different ways that you can make batching flexible for your own schedule in business. Because I know that even though we're all teacher sellers, we don't have the same schedules or responsibilities or time available. So my goal is to make sure that batching and everything in the finishing framework too, if you're already signed up for the course, is something that you feel works for you, regardless of what your calendar looks like. So you might've heard about mega batching and quite simply, batching is doing it in smaller chunks and mega batching is doing things in really large chunks of time. So more time consuming, but the trade-off is larger as well because you're left with more free time. So we'll talk more about the difference between those in a little bit. Now, I I don't know if you caught the podcast this week, but I chatted with one of my good friends, Farah, and I asked her, I said, what do you think one of the biggest misconceptions is with batching? And her answer was right on target. She said, I think that when people think batching, this is what you're envisioning, right? You like go into your office and lock yourself in there for like 10 hours until all of your tasks are done. And that sounds really terrible. And that's not what batching is. That is what batching can be if that's your style and you like to get a lot done in one sitting, but that's not what batching has to be. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck and get a little scared. They hear that and they're like, well... I don't have like six hours to just sit there and get a lot done. Like that is just not feasible for me. So if you've thought that in the past, I'm going to show you today how you can still batch with shorter chunks of time too. So when I talk about batching, especially when it comes to the amount of time that goes into it, I like to refer to it as either bulldozer mode or power hour mode. Okay, And bulldozer mode would look more like locking yourself in your office and working for long stretches of hours on end. Now this is exhausting. It is mentally draining, but the good outcome of this is that you often tend to get more done and you have more free time as a result. Okay. And that's great, but not very realistic. If you are someone who works full time, runs your TPT business, has a family, has a social life, you know, that's just not always feasible. So the other way you could do batching is by attacking things in like shorter one-hour increments. And it can even be 30-minute increments. And I'll show you what an example of a batch schedule will look like with shorter chunks of time as well. So don't worry. You don't have to devote like two weeks of your life to just batching. You can break it up in a way that works for you, too. Now, obviously, we should be batching because free time is something that not many of us have. Okay. And if you do have a lot of free time, you're probably not watching this right now, because I know that my love of batching started by my desire to have more time to do what I wanted. So, but that's the obvious reason. Like, obviously we batch to get more done and have more time to do what we want. But if you are someone who is on the fence about batching, I want you to think about something for a minute. I think that if you are someone who currently does not batch I think that a lot of your days probably look like bouncing around between tasks, um, going from thing to thing, and you're working the whole time, right? You feel busy, you're you're actively doing things. Whether you work full-time on TPT or you come home at night after teaching and do this, you're just constantly bouncing around from thing to thing on your to-do list, which is normal, that's okay. But the big problem with that scenario is that you're not really finishing anything. You're busy, but you're not being productive. You're not actually producing anything. And you could be busy for like two weeks straight and still have none of those things on your to-do list completed. So that's the big thing. And I think that unless we're really thinking explicitly about that, it gets lost a lot. Because when we're working on things on our to-do list, it makes us feel good. But if we sit down and actually look at what's getting accomplished, I think we might be unpleasantly surprised at the actual production. Another thing that I love about batching is that I don't know about you, but like there are times of the day where I can't get anything creative done. Like once it hits like two o'clock in the afternoon, I am done. Don't ask me to think of any ideas. Don't ask me to write anything. I mean, my creative brain is turned off by the time the afternoon hits. So if you are like me. And I think that's a human thing. I definitely don't think that's just me. Batching can really help because once you realize when you work best on certain tasks, not only are you able to do a bunch of those similar tasks in one setting, but you're able to plan it so that your batching is happening at the optimal time for you. So if you know that in the morning, that's the only time that you have that creative juice flowing. Something I do quite often is if I have a batch. Of tasks that requires me to be creative. I get up and do it first thing in the morning. And I kind of waver between doing the bulldozer batching and the power hour. I like the flexibility of having both. So, you know, for me, I love being able to do a batch of work during a time when I know it's going to be the most productive. Because sometimes, you know, sitting there for two hours staring at your screen and getting three paragraphs written is not the same as sitting there for one hour and getting maybe two whole blog posts done. And that can be the huge difference when you're working during your best work zones and when you're working during your not so good work zones. And then, you know, this is a personal reason. I like batching because I don't want the responsibility to always have to be on in my business. And that could be for a lot of different reasons maybe it's because i have other things that i have to do other obligations and that's usually the case but there are some days and some weeks and even some months that i just get in that funk you know and i just i don't even feel like turning on my computer i don't feel like logging into social media and the thought of doing anything business related can feel almost paralyzing and i know i'm not alone which is why i'm sharing that but having the batching in my teacher-seller toolbox, for lack of a better term, has allowed me to get things done originally so that I had more time to work, but it's also saved me emotionally and mentally during those times when I just couldn't bring myself to do it. So it's kind of like a nice buffer as well. I could go on about the benefits of batching, but I know that's not what you're here for. So let's get into the nitty-gritty. I'm sure you're wondering, okay, this is great, but like what can I batch? So here's what I like to say. I mean, you can really batch anything. And if you listen to the podcast or have tuned into Facebook lives before, I mean, I am not exaggerating when I say that I am even at the point where I batch my laundry. Every week, we just save up all the laundry for one day. Okay, so that's a really like extreme example, but you really can batch anything in your teacher, seller business. And I like to think about it as categories. So you can batch any of your planning tasks. So when you create outlines for your blog posts or when you sit down and you sketch out your social media calendar for the month, anything planning related can be batched. Anything that you create, whether it's images for social media or more product related things can be batched. And any of those finishing details, which are some of my least favorite things like proofreading, editing, Just all the little detail-oriented things that usually come later in the process, those can be batched too. And finally, all of your marketing pieces can be batched. Batching social media images is one of the easiest and best ways to start out if you're new to batching. So really, like I said, anything can be batched. It's just the more important thing is not what you're batching, but why you're choosing that to batch and how you are going to attack it because your plan is just as important as the actual act of batching. So even though you can batch pretty much anything, the question remains, what should you be batching, right? Because not everybody's going to be batching the same thing. So when I'm thinking about my own personal situation and my business, I think about three things. I think about the things that I don't like doing. Okay, I think about the things that are most important to my business, like what's going to move my business forward the most. And also I think about the things that aren't getting done currently in my business. So none of those three factors are more important than the other, but I kind of like to lump all three together when I make my decision about what to batch. So if you consider what you don't like, what's not getting done, but what's really important, um, that is where I would recommend starting with your batching process. Now, if you are completely brand new to batching, I always recommend starting with your social media content because that is the easiest beginner content, I think, to batch. And that's what I'm showing you tomorrow is how to create two weeks worth of social media posts on Canva. And we are going to be using batching, repurposing, And all sorts of good stuff. So your first step when you're deciding what you specifically want to batch is deciding what you want to batch, Okay, Think about what you don't like. Think about what's not getting done. But think about what really needs to be done in order for your business to grow. And decide what you're going to do. So let's say you're starting with one task. Let's say social media creation. Now, your next step, and I think this is probably where a lot of people either miss this step or overlook it or don't know about it, one of the things we do when I teach batching in the Finishing Framework course, right? The Finishing Framework course is like this huge system of mega batching and repurposing and working smarter so that you can get all of your tasks done and have a ton of time left over, right? But what we've done with the Finishing Framework and what you can do in your own batching is once you know the task that you want to batch, let's say for example, it's social media. Then write out the steps. Don't just say you're going to batch social media posts. That's not enough. That's not enough direction to actually have a plan, Okay. Once you have the steps written down, then you can make a plan and decide, Okay. this is when I'm going to work on this, this is what I'm going to work on, and this is how long I'm going to work on it for. Okay. And I'm going to show you an example schedule of what that would look like. Now, I know that I talked about two different types of batching. Okay, we have the bulldozer mode, which is when you are literally a human bulldozer and you try to get as much done as possible in one sitting. Ideally, that's what I prefer because I get the most done in the shortest amount of time that way, but that's not the most realistic way. So let's use that social media example of batch creating all of your social media posts for, let's say, a month, and you break that down into steps. Okay, and for social media posts, this is a really realistic example, too, for a lot of us, I think, because it's not I wouldn't say it's like a well-loved task. I never hear people say, like, I love social media. I actually usually hear the opposite. So it definitely checks the box for something we don't like to do. A lot of times it's one of the most neglected things because it's so intimidating. It feels like it's going to take forever to get on top of the social media game. So a lot of times when something feels that intimidating, we shut down and we're like, forget it, I'm not doing it at all, which is counterintuitive, but that's just the way our mind operates, okay? So I really like this example of social media. And if you're doing it correctly, not saying that I'm like, don't take my advice on social media, like best practice for everything, But if you are posting with intention, which is something we talk about in the framework, and you are creating posts that actually have a purpose instead of just creating posts to fill your feed, then that's also something that's going to move the needle of your business. And if it's not getting done, then that's a problem, which is why this is the perfect place to start your batching adventures. So let's say that you are heading out to do a month of social media posts. But first, we want to break it up into steps, right? We have The planning, which is when we decide, like maybe you have a calendar, maybe you have a list, maybe you do it right in Canva or PowerPoint, wherever you do your creating, and you make your plan. Like, here's roughly what I'm going to post about on these days, whatever your planning process looks like. That is part of your batching steps. So then you have your image creation, right? So image creation is a separate step, and then you have your caption or whatever copy is going to go along with those posts. And then hashtags, assuming that you are sharing on a platform that uses hashtags, that's another step in the process. And then finally, the scheduling piece. So when you say you're going to batch create a month of social media posts, that sounds a lot different than saying, okay, I need to batch the planning, the images, the captions, the hashtags, and the scheduling. So here's what that might look like, two different ways. The blue sticky note that you see on the screen here is if you are doing this in bulldozer mode. Now, not saying it happens every single time, and my social media plans have changed a lot over the years in terms of how I do things, but one of the things that I used to do was schedule an entire month of social media all on one day, which is doable, and it probably took me about five hours altogether, and I would take breaks in there, but not long breaks. I mean, I really was just like, "Aaron, you're heading into the gauntlet. It's going to suck for five hours, but then you don't have to think about social media for an entire month or until you have to plan out the next month, right? So that's where kind of the trade-off happens. It's harder and it takes a lot of grit and energy to do it this way, but then you're done. It's like pulling off a Band-Aid kind of. But then we have on the right-hand side the more realistic plan because realistically, listen, I'm someone who does TPT from home full-time and it's still hard for me to find large chunks of time batch these days because my kids are home my husband's home there's really nowhere for any of us to go so there's a lot of different reasons why the right hand schedule might work better for you so i would recommend trying both ways if you're just starting out but if you are working in more of like a power hour type plan then your one month of social media post batching is going to look a little bit more like monday night you do all of your planning. Let's say for an hour, okay? It doesn't, you don't have, the, the time limit is arbitrary. That is decided by you. Let's say on Tuesday, for an hour, you're going to create all of your images. On Wednesday, you're gonna create all of your captions. On Thursday, you're gonna create all of your hashtags. And on Friday, you're going to schedule all of those things. Now, that may or may not end up happening that way, but that's the plan and it's doable. But when you're first starting out, you kind of have to practice and try out a bunch of different ways until you figure out what is right, for you. But the beauty of this is that you're still batching, like you're still planning, you're doing all of your planning in one sitting, you're doing all of your images in one sitting, all of your captions in one sitting, instead of saying, well, okay, I'm gonna make the image for this one and the caption for this one. And then I'm gonna do hashtag research for this one. And then I'm gonna schedule this one. And then I'm gonna do it all over again for the other posts. Like to me, that just seems like a waste of time. When you batch, you're more streamlining the process and doing it in a way that makes sense for your brain and your schedule. So I really think it's a no-brainer when it comes to batching, to break it into steps like this, which is exactly what we do in the finishing framework, but we have steps for, I mean, we break the blog process into steps, the social media process into steps, the email process into steps, and it's a whole thing that you work through from start to finish. This is a very small example of what we do in the framework, but a very good example for how you could start your batching journey if you are feeling interested. If you are just starting out batching, and even if you're not, it doesn't really matter. I keep saying, like, if you're just starting out. But if you are someone who has tried batching before, these tips are for you too. Believe it or not, one of the most common pieces of feedback that I get from the finishing framework is that, A lot of people think they knew what batching was before the course and they had even tried it out a couple of times, but they found they just weren't doing it the right way. And after going through the course, they were like, oh my gosh, I just never really realized I wasn't doing it correctly. So again, that's not to say that there is a one size fits all approach to batching, but I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about batching that can be cleared up easily through trial and error and practicing but also going through the steps laid out by someone else like we do in the framework now if you are looking to revisit batching or you're just starting like i said start small start with a just one task and a small number of those tasks and then work your way up you get a good feel for how long certain things take you and how much you can personally handle and just like anything else you kind of have to build your stamina if you are trying to work towards that bulldozer mode, I would still start small. Because if you don't, there's a chance you'll get burned out. So that's just my personal recommendation. My second recommendation is to make your batching life easier, whether you are just starting or you've been doing it for ages, is to make templates for everything, everything. You can make templates for your emails, blog posts, your social media posts, um, whether that's a visual template in Canva or a text template either in WordPress or in Google Docs, having a template for everything in your business is going to save you a lot of time when you sit down to do those batching sessions. In the framework, we have tons of done for you templates for your planning, your blog writing, your email writing, your social media image creation, and also ways that you can create your own templates to make them fit your business. So if you want a really small example of a template that you could create today, which you probably already have or might already have, a good way to get started with time-saving templates is to go into your PowerPoint or whatever you use for um, product creation and create templates for some of your most common products if you don't already have them and start there. And oh my gosh, my love of templates is like no other, it's not even funny. It also helps when you start finding certain shortcuts along the way. So when you are creating, you'll see tomorrow when I am creating the images on Canva for social media, there are so many shortcuts that I never even knew about. And I had been using Canva for a while. So it pays to really sit down and look at what you're already doing and see if there are shortcuts or quicker ways of doing things that you don't already know. For example, PowerPoint shortcuts, oh my gosh. So many of them. I could probably sit and spend like a week discovering all of these time-saving hacks and things for stuff that I've been using for years. So shortcuts and templates will be your best friend. And then also repurposing. We don't want to be recreating the wheel every single time. If you are batching and creating brand new things every single time, then it kind of defeats the purpose of batching. Again, it's going to take time. To develop your templates, to find your shortcut, to really get your groove, and to realize what you can repurpose. But once you get the hang of it and it starts rolling together, oh, I can like feel the weight lifting off my shoulders for you. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I'm a dork. Okay, so I've talked about the framework a little bit, but the reason why the framework stands out above traditional batching is because, for one, it's not just about batching. The framework is way more than just batching. In fact, half of the course is all about organizing the back end of our business. And then the second part of the course is taking a look at what we already have and planning out our batching and all of our content intentionally so that we're not just doing it just to do it. We're doing it in a way that's going to make us money, bring us traffic, bring us our ideal customer. I mean, the list goes on. So it kind of like takes all of the ideal components that I just talked about and sticks them together, and then not only that, but then we give you the plan. There's an actual checklist. My my former students will tell you that there is a checklist that is like, I mean, it's it brings me to tears. It's so beautiful, but anyways, if you are looking for not an easy way, but an easier way of getting started, we give all of that to you in the course, and the way I like to describe it, which I kind of already touched on at the beginning, is it reminds me of a board game. Like, So in the framework, I want you to imagine that you're starting out the course, right? And you have, let's say you want to make three months of blog posts, social media posts, emails, pins, am I forgetting anything? Maybe I am. Let's say you want to do all of that and get it done for three months so that you don't have to think about any of it for three months. So rather than working through task by task and then going back, so let's say we're not going to teach you how to write all your blog posts and then write all your social media posts and then do all of these things and then start back over and do it all over again. No, we're going to walk you through the framework that is broken up into those tiny steps. So you're going to be creating all of your blog outlines for three months. Then you're going to be creating all of your blog images for three months and then all of your SEO research for three months, okay? And by the time you're at the end, you're done with everything. You don't have to go back and do those steps for anything else. Like you are done, done with everything. So that's the beauty of the finishing framework is that it takes all of these ideals and things that we hear about and puts them into practice, but in a way that's easy and done for you-ish. There's still a lot of work to be done by you. Don't get me wrong, but we try to make it as easy as possible. So tomorrow... We are going to be coming on here again, same time, same place. And I'm going to be on my Canva account. And I've never done this before. I'm actually kind of nervous (laughs) for tomorrow. So I'm going to be creating social media content. And I'm going to show you how to take one blog post and create two weeks of social media content from it. So we're definitely combining the repurposing there, the batching, and also the Canva side. And just a heads up, if you are somebody who hears the word Canva and you're like, screw that, (laughs) I hate Canva, I've tried it, not a fan. Okay, I'm here to tell you that I am a Canva convert. I used to hate Canva and it was the most frustrating thing to me ever, but I love it beyond belief now. So please keep an open mind if you attend tomorrow and you are not a fan of Canva. I'm going to try to make you one by the end, just to warn you. Ooh, and now we get to go to the fun, fun, fun part. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check our questions first. So there are some questions about how you find your creative time. And that's a really good question. That's something that honestly took me quite a while to figure out. But you just kind of have to do some trial and error and work on different things at different times of the day until you realize, like, wow, I am, like, really on it in the morning or really on it. I know a lot of people love working at nights that I can do that if I get my second wind, but it's not something I can count on doing. So I would just test out certain things and certain activities at different times and really pay attention to what works and what doesn't. And you might be, I mean, you might be a unicorn seller. Maybe, maybe you're like really creative all the time. I don't know if that's the case, but if you are wondering when you should be working, just kind of feel it out and see what feels good to you. So there were some questions about planning out your batching sessions. And I just wanted to emphasize that if you are starting out with batching or you're looking to try it again, the plan is essential. You can't start batching without a plan. So make sure you have a solid plan in place before you give it a go, for sure. Ooh, so Charlene asked a really good question. She said, how do you keep from wanting to publish all the blog posts when you finish them? So that is a very good question. And that depends on what your overall goal looks like. But when I batch blog posts and what I teach in the finishing framework is that when you create all of those things, You schedule them. So at the very beginning, we decide how often are we posting, first of all. So if you're someone who posts every week versus once a month, your schedule is obviously going to look a little different. But the short answer is you can post them technically. You just post them and schedule them at a later date. So that kind of gets out the urge to like put them all out there. But I know how that feels to have all of that content and want it to just be out there. But if you are looking to establish consistency, like posting the same day or the same time every week or every month, then you're still going to want to stick with your schedule. Even if they're all done, you want to make sure that they're being released out into the internet world at the same time and same day that goes along with your posting schedule. So I know it is very tempting once you get all that work done to just put it all out there. Okay, Dina, oh my gosh, what a great question. You guys have the best questions. I've been trying to plan out social media, but I still feel like I'm always on my phone because then I'm answering DMs and posts. Yes, so part of the framework that I teach is not only the batching piece, but then how to handle all of the other tasks, right? Because there are certain timely things that you can't batch. That is a very good question. But I would venture to say, Dina, that the way I handle those situations are by micro-batching, if that's even a thing. I might've just made that up, but I will make sure to set my timer or not my timer, my alarm some days to remind myself to check in to a certain platform at least once a day. I mean, you can't be on there 24 seven because that's just not realistic, but if you can get yourself to check in maybe once in the morning and once in the nighttime, and just make sure you're only checking for certain chunks of time that can really help cut down on all of the answering of DMs and all of that fun stuff. So they'll always be there. It's up to you when you decide to go in and answer them. For example, I have a rule for myself, like I won't even check my email until a certain point in the morning because it's so distracting. I think we want to be engaged with our audience and be there for them, but it can also cause so many distractions that we end up getting nothing done. So you definitely have to be intentional even about the time you spend answering questions. Yeah. Oh, I could go on about that. That was a really good question. Thank you for asking that. Okay, guys, we have a winner. Drum roll, please. The first winner of the batch party is Sarah Price. You are the winner of a $50 Amazon gift card. So if you would like to either leave your email address in the comments or send it in a DM to me, or Ashley or Katie, whatever, um, you get an Amazon gift card. That's exciting. Congratulations. If you are interested in jumping into batching and just, just going for it, you can go check out the finishing framework at erinmwaters.com framework. And all of your questions can be answered on the landing page for the site and as well as in the School of Sellers Facebook group. I think those are all of the questions. Thank you guys for tuning in and being here for part one of the Batch Party. And I will see you here tomorrow. Thank you. Well, hey again, seller friends. I hope you enjoyed that. That was so much fun for me to do. And I love any chance that I get a, you know, an opportunity to talk to you, even if it's over a screen. If you are interested in checking out more of The Batch Party, head on over to School of Sellers on Facebook and you can catch part two there. And with that, I will see you next week. I hope you have a wonderful week that is full of batching, School of Sellers, productivity, and all of that good stuff. Thanks again, friends.